guys. Welcome to the Great Big Yes podcast. It's Sue Bidstrup, and on this podcast, I speak to people who have said yes to a greater calling on their lives, people who are living with passion and purpose and making a difference in this world. Today, I am on location at the Adamo Nail Bar. It is a trailer here in Austin, and it's amazing. I'm speaking with Carissa Bradford, who is the founder of Adamo, and she's going to tell you the whole story here. Um, But what they do is they train um, women who have come out of sex trafficking, so these are survivors, they train them to do nails and then they employ them or find them a job. And so this is a critical piece of the healing and restoration um, that God asks us to be a part of. And so I am so excited to share Carissa with you and her dream and what the Lord is doing in her life and how you can get involved if you feel inclined. So Um, She is saying a great big yes, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. So here she is, Carissa. Awesome. So hi, Carissa. Hi, Sue. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Um, You guys, I am with Carissa, and she is um, the founder and creator of Adamo Nail Bar, and I'm so excited for her to tell you about it. So um, can you just tell everybody, like, what it is, what you're doing? Yes. Okay, so I founded the Adamo Group which owns Adamo Nail Bar, and we're about to launch Adamo Nail Lab in the spring. And so what we, what our whole goal is, is to, for the nail bar, to generate a sustainable income for nonprofits who have built houses to help house women of sex traffic, who have come out of sex trafficking. Yeah. Okay. And then in our lab, we're also partnering with those same organizations to train them into the trade of manicuring and then helping them find jobs in the community as manicurists, hoping that that will give them a tool that they can find purpose, you know, discover their passion for whatever it is. And if that takes them back to school or if that just, you know, introduces them to maybe one of their clients that has another avenue that they could, <clears throat> that they could use, then it's just something that creates a sustainable income while they learn to start walking out, whatever it is that God's called on their life. Because if they've survived sex trafficking, what we've found is that such a a large number of survivors of sex trafficking are just naturally natural-born leaders. And so if we can really get them to connect with our community and be reintegrated back into our community with the right tools and not kind of just thrown to the wolves after a year of recovery with no skills and no help, really building a community around them in the school and then when they come out, when they get their jobs, then they have a better success rate of staying out of being trafficked. Going back into trafficking. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I love this. So um, we've been talking about sex trafficking a lot on the podcast, just kind of the different pieces of it. So you got like the... um, kind of getting them out of the extraction of getting them yes. out of sex trafficking and then the healing and the rehabilitation. And then we've got, um, what do we do next? And so I right. love that you're the, what do we do next? Right. That's so what we want to be. They have a skill. So mm-hmm. they come here and they learn how to, and you guys, just so you know, cause I know you're listening and you can't see us, but we are in this amazing trailer that <laughs> she has renovated herself, um, with her own two hands. It's beautiful. So I took a bunch of pictures, go to greatbigyes.com to see the pictures of the trailer. And, um, so you train people to do nails on the trailer or... We are, so when we first started, our goal was that we were going to do one girl at a time in the trailer. She was kind of, kind of do an apprentice program. Okay. But once we started actually connecting with the nonprofits that house the women, they really enlightened us to the fact that that would be kind of like putting them in a zoo. So people would be coming in here. They would be knowing that's the one. Yes. Asking them all kinds of inappropriate questions because oh. we're just curious and we want to know what we can do to help. And that's a firsthand person. And so... Um, you know, I went back to God and I'm asking, you know, so what's, what is next? Like if we're, if this is going to be awkward for them, then that's not what he has in mind for them. In the meantime, like during that prayer time, um, one of my clients happened to be affiliated with a nonprofit, um, who just gave us 1500 square feet of space in order to open a full nail school. So I, um, at the end of the year will be licensed to train up to 20 girls at one time but we're going to start with 10. And um, then the nonprofits also asked if we would be open to training women who are at risk of being trafficked or have been exploited by the commercial sex industry. And for some of those people who might not know the differences, 
you know, we have a, a big population of young women coming out of school and their parents don't necessarily have the resources to pay for them to go to college or aren't like they themselves, the parents don't know how to direct them into, you know, successful living. And so they kind of get wrapped up in this either waiting for someone to come and take care of them or, hey, we'll go strip and that's just easy money, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, and then on the flip side, somebody who is maybe in the porn industry or um, a stripper, they have been exploited by the commercial sex industry, but not maybe not necessarily have been trapped against their will as a trafficked victim. Right. And so we're really opening it to pretty much anybody. These three categories have the, um, they have priority. They, their tuition will be a sliding scale. Uh, 10 years ago when I went to school, it cost me, uh, $7,800 to get my license. We're offering our school to these women at $3,000. And then the survivors will be even less than that. Um, if we don't just grant them completely from the revenue that comes out of the nail bar. So the nail bar gives their revenue to key to free, redeemed and um the refuge okay that's Mm -hmm. awesome so then how do you get the girls how do they find you like from those organizations Mm -hmm. the 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 survivors are coming directly from the organizations and then um we have been um given an opportunity now to start going into high schools and speaking about the nail school yeah and the opportunity to come to nail school which opens the door to talk about all these different things that we're talking about yeah. today. And so that's how we plan on reaching the girls that are at risk. That's obviously a much younger um, demographic of girls. And then the gr- the women that are just being exploited, not just, yeah. but that are being exploited. Um, Adamo Nail Bar is going to take this trailer that we're sitting in a couple times a week to different strip clubs at night they are really we are not advertising that we are rescuing or doing anything like that we are just a nail bar undercover you know and yeah. we're doing those women's nails oh, at that's amazing the strip club and just building relationships with them it's not a turn or burn message it's like we love you you know you can do big things what is your dream like yes. let's dream big together hey if you ever want to get your manicure license we have a nail school that you could come to which you know i love that mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. I'm really excited. Okay, that's awesome. So Thank you. I want to get to the point um, where we can kind of talk about, let's do it now. I just want to hear how, because here's the thing. You love doing nails. You yes. went to school to do nails. Yeah. This is what you love. Yeah. Um, you guys can't see her, but I'm going to take a picture of her too. Check the website. She's gorgeous and just like a spitfire and um, so much personality. I heard her speak at an event for Be Lydia and was just blown away by like her energy and what I love the most is you're using what you love yes. and your passion, your um, skill set, yes. your gifting, and making a difference for other people. So how did this, how how did you feel God calling you into this work? Um, I will try to keep that as short as possible. <laughs> you know, I had taken a job after I moved here from California and it was all, the whole motive behind it was my paycheck was a good one. And so it ended badly. It put me back um, on my face and asking God, you know, to redirect me, refocus me on him and not to ever let me leave the house again and let me just take care of my kids. And um, unless there's a bigger purpose that has nothing to do with money, God, like that's what I would tell him. And so one day it was a Sunday morning, I was laying in bed and like as, as clear as we watch Netflix, (laughs) there was a um, that I had a vision and I was upstairs and I was training women that I knew were survivors of sex trafficking into the trade of manicuring and then downstairs, which I don't actually think that it would ever be like that. Like I would never put a nail school on top of a nail bar Yeah. because it, okay, we're getting off topic. So then (laughs) underneath the nail school, there was a full picture of the nail bar and everybody working in there. And there was just this whole atmosphere and I could feel it, but I could also see it of empowering women to go dream big and take their five loaves and their two fish and make a difference in their community. And so for me, I say that I want to do big things in the world with my small talent. And so that's, you know, nails and then making the big difference. And so, you know, I was like, that's crazy, God. I will (laughs) never tell anybody that because they'll think I'm equally crazy. And people do think I'm very crazy. (laughs) So, um, uh, I couldn't find my notebook for church that day. So I grabbed one that I had written in maybe eight months 
prior to this day. And I took it to church and like in a hurry, I drew a squiggly line and then started point one. And his point was dream big. And my husband like looks down at my paper and he points to the top, like right above the squiggly line. The last thing I wrote was dream big and don't stop dreaming. (gasps) All in one. Yeah. And so I was like, how long ago had you written dream big and don't stop dreaming? About eight months. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love it. Before I had gotten the job that, like, ended badly, I wrote Dream Big and Don't Stop Dreaming. Yeah. And I really think that during the time when I had that job making the good money, I really had stopped dreaming. It was like, this is so easy and it's fun and it just comes naturally. So it was like, that was the only motive was that it would financially better our family. And so then I, when we walked out of church that day, I told Chance, my husband, what I had seen in that vision. He said... Wow, that's crazy, but I think you know what you're called to do, which is not what I expected to say at all. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. I love husbands that are on board. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Because you never know. (laughs) Do you know what we're getting into? Right. And so, you know, I I sat on it for a few months. I prayed about it. Um, That was probably in late July, maybe August. Um, by October, um, I had found on Twitter, David Crowder had tweeted that he was going to be at a conference in Austin, like come out and see him. I'm like, what is this love does conference? You know, what oh, is love Bob does? Goff. Yes. Oh, I love Don't him. Don't you love him? Oh, I love he him. He's so funny. He's and like so real. like full of joy. Yes. 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 I okay. love him. So without knowing anything about Bob Goff, yeah. I never read his book, didn't know what yeah. love does was like nothing like that. I just wanted to see David Crowder. Yeah. But when I looked on the lineup, there was a man who I honestly, his name was John, but I couldn't even tell you his last name. He moved his family when his wife was seven months pregnant to India to go in undercover into the brothels and stuff over there. And, um, he was speaking. Okay. And so I wanted to learn more about trafficking and that's yeah. kind of where it all started. Like I just mm-hmm. needed to hear like if this is a real problem. And yeah. so he went, he spoke, and there was a woman who raised her hand in that audience, and she said, you know, John, I just, I love what you're doing, and I think it's incredible, but how would I do, like, what am I able to do? I'm just a mom who stays at home with my kids, and I could relate because I stayed at home with my kids as well, but his answer was life-changing for me, and he said, I think we just need to stop right there, and he said, I think as a Christian family and a Christian body, we have thought that our own abilities to go out and do something is more powerful than our prayers. And that's where we got off wrong. Yes. So if you're a mom who stays at home with your kids, you might not be able to go rescue a woman out of an India brothel, mm-hmm. but you can get on your knees and pray three times a day Amen. intentionally. And so I'm like, man, that's good, you know. And and then Bob is talking about, you know, take your small talents and go do big things. And every speaker is talking about how they took their talent, they told God, I have not talked about this in so long, I'm probably going to cry on you guys, but... Good. Um, Holy Spirit, tears. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so they were just talking about how they would take their talent and they would tell God, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens Amen. me. Amen. And he would just take their talent to the next level. And so I'm like, man, in this conference, I learned that, like, this was my calling. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to do this. And so... And isn't God's timing perfect? Like, right then, it was like, you went to this, and you didn't yeah. know. And it's about you saying yes to that, even. Like, well, yeah, you wanted to see David Crowder, but you didn't know what you were getting. But God knew what you were getting, and he knew how to get you there. Yeah. And you said yes. Oh, Sue, and seriously, <laughs> like, when you say that, I have to tell you, because I was going to skip over this detail. I had asked Chance if I could go, and he said, you know, you know, we just paid all of our bills. I don't think it's the best time for you to be spending, you know, 85, 90 bucks on a conference. Just maybe next time. Yeah. That day, and I had put out, like, a Craigslist ad at this time, like, traveling nail artists, can-do parties, like, so, like, first steps, just putting myself out there. And that day, when I asked him and he said it wasn't the best time, I get a phone call from a lady that said... 
hi, I have a, a wedding in November, which, mind you, it's October. Right. And she says, and I was wondering if you could come do my entire wedding party, and I'd like to cut you a check tomorrow for it. Oh, my So gosh. that we can reserve you. And it was, like, 150 bucks. Yay! You know, and so it was, like, enough to pay for this, and I tell right. Chance. And this was, like, the very, probably the first or second person that had ever called me. And he's like, I think, you know, you're supposed to go to that conference. You yes. know, so he's always been, like... He can see the signs. Well, you see the affirmations from mm-hmm. God, right? And mm-hmm. and it's there's scripture, and I wish I could think of the exact one, but it says, not by my own brute strength, but by yeah. your glorious inner strength, right? When yes. I open the door and invite you in. And yes. it's like, God can do anything. Yeah. So $90 anything. for a conference. He's like, gosh. that's your <laughs> <laughs> Like, let's think a little bit yeah. bigger about the creator right. of the universe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. So you had the dream. You went to the conference. I take a weekend. I He just, like, downloads everything into this business plan, right? Yeah. And I take this business plan. Um, so I've written the business plan by the end of November, I had called my pastors. I said, you know, I want to have a meeting with you guys. I didn't really explain what it was for. Um, they really, it was going into the holiday season. They couldn't see us until January. So that was fine. And in the meantime, I was getting on the phone. I was trying to find investors. I was just calling anybody that I knew that, like, um, owned a business. And for this purpose, I'm not going to list the, the businesses that I met with. But we, I met, I met with the owners of several prominent businesses in the community and I gave them this business plan and they said this is amazing this traveling nail bar idea this is like this is real awesome this is cool this is gonna take off you're gonna need to take off all this sex trafficking stuff because nobody is gonna invest in your business before you tell them what the ROI is Mm. and I was like okay all right well thank you for your time I really appreciate it and I went back to you know my prayer time and I told God okay then I won't do it yeah. Because if it's only about money and somebody's ROI, then I don't want them to invest and I don't want to do this. Right. Um, so that was in November, probably towards the end. And then December, we have like this, you know, beautiful holiday season. We have a fun Christmas party. And then in January, I find out that I'm pregnant. Okay. I have to list the Christmas party because that was like the... yeah. That was the thing. And I was so done having kids. Yeah. You know, How old I, was your youngest? Three or four. How many kids do you have? I have three. Okay. So she was probably three about to turn four. Okay. And so, like, for me, it was, like, this age where I don't want to say independent, but, yeah, kind of. Like, right. I wasn't in diapers. I wasn't, right. like, breastfeeding, right. you know? And so... uh I find out I'm pregnant, and I'm just being very transparent with you in yeah. the audience. Like, I bawled my eyes out. Yeah. And I felt like this was God saying, because you won't work with these investors, then you're not going to do this. Oh, wow. You know, like, yeah. then you're right. You said you won't do it, then don't do it. Right. And so uh, the day that I found out I was pregnant was the same day I was to meet with my pastors. Uh-huh. And so I, like, I take the business plan, and I made a copy of them for them, and... Um, I refuse to give it to them. And so we're just making small talk, and they're like, yeah. why are we here? Yeah. And I was like, well, all right, let me go get the business plan yeah. out of the car. And so I go get it, and I come back, and I was like, originally I wanted to give this to you guys. I wanted you to pray over this, and I just wanted to see if there was anything that God really speaks to you about this mission that he's called me to. Yeah. And, um, you know, they were super supportive. They're hearing me out. And then my pastor, he's just amazing. He is amazing. He looks at me, Pastor Chris, he says, with all due respect, Chris, uh, what does having a third child have to do with doing what God's called you to do? <laughs> right. And I, I don't know. I never like really put it like that, you know? And I said, well, Pastor Chris, they have one child, you know? And yeah. so I said, I can't do this kind of a, a mission with three kids. And yeah. he said, yeah, you're right. You can't. But God can. Oh, amen. Yeah. And so once he put it like that, I just started enjoying my pregnancy. And I just, like, went back to just focusing on God, you know, in God's timing. And maybe it will happen and maybe it won't happen. And so um, I didn't do anything with it through my whole pregnancy. But what I did do is I started a community outreach group called ACTS. And the whole purpose of ACTS was to... Um, connect with nonprofits in our community and find out what their lack was mm-hmm. and then get mine and the people that were part of ACTS kids together and find out practical ways that we could do outreach with our kids. Okay. So, for example, 
um, safe place needed a bunch of diapers and formula and stuff for babies. So we put on, us and the kids, put on, like, a pretend baby shower. But mind you, like, oh. I'm eight months pregnant at the time. So it was just, like, a funny thing. Yeah. And so, you know, we raised all of these diapers and formula and bottles and things like that, wipes and stuff, and we took it all down there. And we had a, a yard sale for another organization. We adopted a cottage at the Central Texas Baptist Children's Home and we just did stuff so that we could show the kids that we have faith, yeah. but we put faith in action. That's right. And so that's where I focused my time. And during that time, I was able to connect with these nonprofits. And finally, one day, one of the women was saying, you know, I think it's time for you to go do what God has called you to do. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, like I would need so much money. It's always about money. Yeah. You know? so, and so I was like, and it, it just depends. It depends. Well, I'd gone to a Priscilla Schreier conference. Yeah, I awesome. love Amazing. Priscilla Schreier. And I thought that it was a conference. But what it is, is Priscilla goes to the north, south, east, and west points of Dallas. So four times a year she does this. Yeah. And she just prays and covers the whole city. And so, like, I drive up yeah. there thinking that I'm at a conference. Well, this is like a night of prayer. Like, I've never seen a speaker only do the yes. prayer thing, right? So cool. And so what she does is she has everybody write down their petition on the card, put it up there, worship's playing, and then she just starts praying in the spirit over all of these cards. I mean, you would have thought we were sitting in her living room. It yeah. was crazy. And it was crazy powerful. And so yeah. she says, typically, people pray over five categories. And so she lists off this category. For example, if you if you wrote down a prayer that your marriage would be restored and that God would, you know, answer your prayers and yeah. restore this, um, I want you to raise your hand. So these women raise their hands. Yeah. And then she says, if you prayed these prayers and you've seen God work, I want you to stand. So we stand and we go over and she says, I want you to lay hands on these people and I want you to start calling down the promises of heaven over their lives. And so we do that. So good. And it was like, it was crazy. So... In that moment, it was the first time I had rewritten for the first time since I found out I was pregnant, God, I want Adamo to manifest. I want to be an answer yes. to the fight against human trafficking. And, you know, I write down the whole mission. And she says, okay, now when you leave, you're going to take a card and you're going to spend a month praying over this every single day. And immediately my mind's like, great, I'm going to get the person that doesn't pray. And that's why it's never going to happen. <laughs> oh, you know? boy, right. But then she says, she's like, if you are not a woman of prayer, please don't feel bad. Just let these women who are seasoned to pray yeah. take two and yeah. they will pray over you. We... Within two months of that conference, found this trailer yeah. for like I think it was like a thousand dollars more than we had saved up for a trailer. Yeah, and so um, I called Chance and I'm like, "No, I'm missing a huge part." So I go to the conference, I write that down, and then I'm still not doing anything with the Domo. Right. And Chance comes home one day and he's like, "Hey, babe, did you hear that so and so from back home's doing hair out of a VW bus?" Oh. And I was like, I'm rocking my baby, you know? And I'm like, of course they are, you know, because my idea is now gone. All right. Everybody knows about oh, it. Oh, gosh, that is such a good thing for us to yes. touch on. And I want to share that with everybody. Just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean you can't do right. it as well. There's and there's room. no new ideas. There's room for everybody. Yes. And yes. if you think of something, do it. And it doesn't matter if someone else is done. There's like, even with sometimes posting on Facebook or Instagram and you're like, well, somebody's already said this, but God gave me this today. Say it. Yes. Because there's people who haven't seen that somebody's right. already said it. Right. And he's got the hearts that are you're supposed to touch. Right. Like, so there's room for, for all everybody. of us. And God as, does not run out. Right. Yes. And as women, I feel like we, we see it as a pie and there's a limited amount of resources. Mm -hmm. But God is expansive and abundant and it's unlimited right. resources. And That's so, so good too. it's so important mm -hmm. as women, especially that we don't dim our light because we think someone else is shining. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, no, no, no. It, we're all meant to shine. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, so, exactly. Oh, I love that you brought yes. that up. Okay. So, he, so, so yeah. he says this and I'm like, of course they have, you know, <laughs> well, I'd gone to see War Room by yes, Priscilla Schreier amazing. or, you know, with Priscilla Schreier and the night I went to War Room, I came home for the first time in my life. I'm, I'm your typical woman. I love fashion. I yeah. love nails. I yeah. love hair, makeup. Um, I just took three quarters of my closet 
and gave it all away. Yeah. Because I wanted a space in my closet to have a prayer closet. Love it. And so it's like midnight. My husband's like, what are you doing? You know? (laughs) And so... Um, I think he wakes up in the morning. I picture you like just dragging stuff out. Totally. Big trash bags. He wakes up in the morning and like his, his like rack of clothes now has like my rack of clothes in it. We can fit both of our clothes on one rack where before I had one and a half racks. Yeah. And so, um, he's like, what were you doing last night? And I'm like, it's time for a prayer closet. You know, I'm just, I'm, everything is God's. Yes. And so... Then the next day, maybe like a few days later, he comes home and tells me about somebody else doing what I kind of what I thought. And I remember like finishing feeding and here's the baby and like give it to him. And I'm like, I have to go to my prayer closet and I get go to my prayer closet. I fall to my face. I just start wailing. And then when I can like finally see, I just write out the whole mission of Adamo. And I say it again, like, um, just elaborating what I wrote at the Priscilla Schreier meeting. Yeah. And in it, I also wrote, I want the trailer to travel to the north, south, east, and west points of Austin, and I want to cover this city. Yeah. I want everything to be yours. I want to reclaim your territory, Lord. Let me do it. Yeah. Amen. The next day, the very next day, I found the trailer, and I called Chance, and he said, yeah, sure, if you can find $1,000, you can go buy it. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Well... I had never told anybody really besides Chance what I wanted to do. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, God, who do I call? Who's right. going to just like Who's write a check for $1,000 and they've never even heard that I wanted to do this? Well, I called my uncle mm-hmm. and he hears everything and he's like, wow. And my, my uncle is not a believer. Okay. If he is, he doesn't tell anybody he is, you know. But he says, yeah, where do I, where do I send the money? I'm like, yeah. excuse me? And he's like. Yes, I believe that this is what you you should do. Where do I send the money? So he does. And we get the trailer and we put it in storage and it sits there from September to January. And we're not really doing anything with it. It's just in, you know, we're kind of just like, okay, so we got the trailer. (laughs) Does anybody have money to redo the trailer? I mean, was it really bad? It was a disaster. Like, Holes from the inside to the out. Yeah. All these metal walls that you can see, obviously yeah. they can't, had a vinyl and then wallpaper and then paint layered on top of them. Like, so gross and dirty. There were none of its original Airstream parts. Like, right. the kitchenette and stuff. No, it had been completely gutted. It had, like, rotted wood subfloor. We didn't even, you know, I'd never bought a trailer before, so I'm like, it's beautiful, I'll take it. You know what right, I mean? Right. So, it's in my budget. I'll, here you go. And so, well, um, I just want the listeners to know you have to go to greatbigyes.com because you guys, it's beautiful. Like you will want to live in this trailer. Like I want to hang out here all the time with yes. my friends. Like it's darling and it's just perfectly what you would imagine. Like the metal walls and she's got like industrial lighting and it's like pink and gold, like so trendy and on point and perfect. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. And it just, oh my gosh, I love it. And it's so Austin. It's, yes. It so fits in here. I so fit in here. Yeah. I love this place. How long have you lived here? I moved here in May of 2012. Okay. So yeah. we've just been here two years. Okay. Too. And so, yeah, it's um, incredible what the Lord is doing. And our yeah. pastor tells us that it's 80% unchurched. Yes. And I can't believe that because but everyone I meet loves Jesus. Yeah. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> um, but that's because he's leading us to yes. each other. And I think just building this um, force that and like you said even with your uncle you called him out of the blue like he you you know he may not be a believer but when people see what God is doing and how God is moving then they take notice and they yeah. go who is this God right where where do you get your hope from how are you feeling how are yes. you being called like what do you mean you're being called yes and that's part of why I want to do this podcast is you know everybody has a purpose in their life absolutely I believe right? that And so God wants us to awaken to that purpose. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is just from a life of kind of striving and like you said, money, trying to, trying to make money, trying to be successful in the world's eyes isn't, isn't where you find your purpose. And so leaning into the Lord, leaning into God's word, leaning into prayer and community, um, just really, um, yeah, it's it's amazing and it's powerful, but these individual stories help 
us kind of illustrate it because it's yeah. not what she's doing next door. It's not what I heard someone doing. It's you, your own. So all your experiences, all your passions, all your interests, all of your gifting. Yeah. And that's unique to you. No one else can do what you can do. And God takes all of those things and just like it. And I know it because I, I live this yeah. and just intertwines them all together and makes everything that you've gone through for a reason, for good reason. Yes. Like it's crazy. He will and, work all and, things together for good. It says in scripture, right? Right. Like, even when we're like, what? Yeah. What is yes. this? Why would I be going through this? And I love that you didn't get it right away. Yeah. It, it took time. It took patience. You had a pregnancy and you had a baby in there. And that's another thing that I think is really cool. I am 47. So like I, my kids, I have college and, and teenagers, but there's no right or perfect timing. Oh yeah. And so when you say, well, I'm going to wait till my kids are older or well, I'm going to wait until no, no, no. God has a plan and his timing is perfect. Yeah. And sometimes it's the other spectrum. We have this great idea, but we, he, he's going to make us wait 20 years until, um, but yes. either way, just kind of trusting in that timing. And, and it is always perfect. Yes, it is always perfect. And you can look back and go, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. You know, there were chances for us to move to California and different places over the last 10 years. And we didn't because God wanted us in Austin. Yeah. Um, but we didn't know that. It was heartbreaking along the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Just, you know, have faith, trust. And then here we are. And it's like every day, it's like, Oh yeah, there's another affirmation of why mm-hmm. we're in Austin. Mm-hmm. You know, so just encouraging yeah. people to um, trust his timing, and also to not think that babies are make it. They don't disqualify you, right? Right? Yeah, they don't <laughs> um, disqualify you. And not being too. married or not having kids doesn't disqualify you, or you know, being older and maybe having a different career or something. Like you're never disqualified. Yeah, he calls you worthy. Right where you are. You don't have to go and get it all together. Either, no. You know, nothing. Not some, like, future version of yourself. Right. Right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're worthy. You know, not let, when you lose 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not when you get it all together. Right? Yeah. So, anyway, I think we kind of put that pressure on ourselves. Um, so. Okay. So, how... So, there's a lot of different ways people can, like, kind of utilize what you're doing. Yes. So, tell us about that. Like... So for the mom in Lakeway, where I am, like, she wants to, like, have a nail party. Yes. You will come out there. Yes. If she has five or more friends, we take the trailer straight to your house or to whatever location you want us to come to. And we just pop up shop and, you know, we pour a glass of wine or if you're not into the wine thing, then you can have apple cider or whatever, you know, (laughs) makes you feel good. And, um... We give manicures, and we're all about girl time. And okay. so you, I think the audience got to hear about, you know, what we're doing to um, after the, they go through, you know, the trafficking nightmare and things like that. But on the preventative side, our hope is that when you're in this nail bar, we're building such a sisterhood of encouragement and empowerment and dreaming big, especially for that 13 to 20-year-old girl yeah. of, like, you can – have a passion for something that's not uncool you can make a difference at any age yes and amen. you know we are more than our breasts and our butts hanging out of our clothes amen. and you don't have to have you know that's not what it's about like what's on the inside and and just what we touched on earlier that they don't need to compete with their sisters they're not in competition with their sisters we're here to build each other up because we're all stronger together and so when we have those parties and what we we call them socials we are constantly just intentionally speaking life into the women that we get to be around that we get to serve and then really just trying to be an example of how you know i'm not competing with my other manicures we're all good manicurists you know or um everybody on my team has a talent one thing at Adamo is like yeah I had this vision and God has used me and like placed me in this position but I can't do Adamo without Amanda and Christina and Ashley and Heidi and Candy and all these other women that have come alongside and so um I think that I think that's where we really need to start as a woman yes empowered yes we're in that time like it is our time to shine I think there's an uprising mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think there is there's a shift I think women are like yeah. hey wait a minute you're not my competitor yeah yeah you're my support mm-hmm. system like let's lift each other up and we don't have boundaries so like you heard me say that 
uh, Katrina, which is one of my sisters, she's also our project manager, and she does our um, vice president of our operations. And so she, she's a DIYer. Like she'll DIY anything. She yeah. took apart like her whole Land Rover and like fixed it okay, because I she wasn't going to pay a mechanic. You know I what I mean? This. And like if she does take it to a mechanic and they start like talking gibberish, she's like, "Oh yeah, the you know whatever belt and this and that and that." Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. By the way, like you're you not can't gonna, take advantage yeah, of me. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to shim shame <laughs> me. No way. And so when we so we got the money to do this because one of our clients came in and she said, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing a Kickstarter?" Okay. And yeah, so I'm like, I don't know what Kickstarter is. Long story short, I applied for Kickstarter. They deny it because they're like, we're not in the business of building beauty salons. Okay. So then I appeal it, and I'm like, this is not a beauty salon. Don't you dare call it. <laughs> not even, but I, is Kickstarter for, like, um, charitable kind of organization? No. No. Okay. No. Businesses okay, that gotcha. have innovative ideas that just need the funding. So you, okay. there's rules. Like, I'm... I had, I'm not big on like asking for money. That's not my strong point because I right. never, I just, that's like, I'm learning. Okay. Yeah. As a 501c3, you have to do it, but I'm not, that's not what comes fluently to me. So I'm like, let's ask for the bare minimum just to pay for our 501c3 license and get the first phase of the trailer going. Yeah. And then we'll take our 501c3 and we'll pay for the rest of the trailer by like finding donations from the community. Well, Kickstarter then said, okay, we'll let you do it, but. You have to ask for the entire amount to do the trailer, and you only have 30 days to raise it. Okay. Okay. Wow. And so I'm like, ah. <laughs> okay, well, it's okay. going to cost like $20,000 at least. Yeah. But we'll ask for 15 and we'll hope for donations. And so we did. And in 30 days, we raised just under 19 Like, after we get the fees and stuff taken out, it was yeah. like just under 17 But... We raised just under $19,000, you know, and oh my gosh, Sue, talk about faith. Like during that time, God had, you know, taken me and my family to the beach for a minute during that Kickstarter time. And I wake up early, I'm on the beach, I'm asking God, are you going to do this, Lord? Like, are you actually going to fund this project? Because I don't have a trust fund. I don't have parents with money. Like, I need you to do this. And finally he just said, and this is where I really started understanding the power of Adamo and God. And um, he said, Carissa, if you or Charlie, which is my daughter, were kidnapped and sold into trafficking, do you think that I would come and rescue you? And I'm just sitting on the beach and I'm like, yes, God, of course you would. I love, like, we love each other. You love me. That's the kind of God I serve. And he said, I love them. And you're their sister on the outside gathering resources in order to restore what the enemy thought he was going to steal. Yes. Amen. Yes. And so from that moment, I'm like, okay, you're going to do it. And I I have full faith. And so um, we'd taken the Airstream after Kickstarter funded to a restoration company in Liberty Hill. He required half down, which was totally standard. He had these beautiful polished Airstreams outside of his um, shop, and so we knew that this was the spot. You know, he knew the whole vision for Adamo because I'm a talker, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and so we give him half down, and we give him the trailer, and he says, "No problem. I could finish the whole trailer by July." And it's it's the end of April. Okay. Yeah, it's like the middle to end of April, and I'm like, "Awesome. Okay, here's the first deposit. I know what phase one consists of." Blah blah blah. The trailer sat there for two months uh. while I was getting certified to become the educator and I couldn't like get a hold of him towards the end and I start like freaking out because I haven't seen the trailer well when I finally do get a hold of him um actually I just drove out there and that's how I got a hold of him there had maybe done like three days worth of work in two months oh no and so I said like this is unacceptable you know we're so far behind schedule I need you to wrap up phase one and like we need to just call it a day and you won't be doing phase two and three just wrap up phase one So he put everything back into my, like, all this trash, all this stuff back into the trailer, and he set it outside, and he called me. He texted me, and he said, oh, we're not going to be working on your trailer anymore, and I don't have any money, so good luck trying to get it back. Um, Oh, gosh. Come pick it up whenever you want, and I'm telling you, Sue, like, like, that's a setback. (laughs) I was livid, like, beyond livid, and so... I called one of my advisors, and I told him what had happened, and she said, Carissa, do you think that God is too big, is, big is not to too yeah. big for this? And yeah. I'm like, no, I know he is, but, like, how do you take 
thousands of dollars from a nonprofit that's trying to do this, you know, yeah. and she's like, show it, give it to them. Yeah. Don't go after him. Don't waste any more energy. Totally. It's not going to finish the trailer. Focus on getting the trailer done. And so I said, okay, it's done. Forgiveness is given. It's fine. Within like two weeks, a lady, a different lady, I'd never done her nails before. She came in. She gets her nails done. We go through the whole talk. And I have no idea why I started telling her from beginning to end the Adamo. Yeah. What happened? And so she says, Chris, I just sold my house. And I feel like God is calling me to give you 10% of what I made on my house. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah. So I have a check for for $3,000. It was like $3,500. And I need to know where to send it. Oh. Shut up. Like, (sighs) you can't believe this. You know, so I'm obviously like, there you go again, God. It's it's still on track. We're still going to do it. But we still had no one to do the trailer. Yeah. So we start calling, like, contractors in the area. um, And... They would say they would do it, and then they would get to it, and they'd be like, I don't know. I've never done this before. Right. You know, and there was just this weird, like, hesitancy. So, like, for example, the window guy, because some, like, half of these windows weren't even in here, and if they were, they were broken. Yeah. He says he would do it. He was way overcharging me. Yeah. And then he gets there, and he's like, I'll sell you the glue. Yeah. And so I was like, fine, sell me the glue. And so we put the windows in. Well, my sister, in the meantime, she was like, Carissa, you know what? We can't sit around and wait for, like, a contractor to think that he is capable of doing it. We need to just go do it. Right. And so I'm like, okay, so we just start YouTubing. And Katrina and I... I mean, like, the floor and everything. Yeah, so I laid this half of the floor. Is it wood? Or is it, like, this is laminate. Laminate. Oh, it looks so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so we just, you know, my husband, Chance, he did the plumbing, and then um, we did have one uh, amazing guy, his name's Nathan, um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of his company because he was, he's a husband of a friend of mine, he came out in the last inning and did all the electrical, because that was the hardest Best one thing, to find, yeah. and I can't do electrical, yeah. I mean, I could, but not in the timing that we needed, and so, yeah, I mean, everything has... A reason. You know, when we were stripping the walls back to metal, God was showing Katrina and I that this, because it burns, like the chemicals and stuff that you have to use, if it touches your skin, it burns so bad. And so um, God was just showing us, like, this is what it takes to strip a woman down and rebuild her after she's been gone through the sex trafficking industry. Like, it burns. It's hard. They want to go back. This is not easy to restore totally. them. Yeah. And then, like, at one point, I'm like, God, we just need to buy new metal because there's too many rivets that don't even have a purpose. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that that's what's funny is every single one of these rivets represents the amount of times that a woman has to have sex with a man that does not love her, that is just completely abusing her. This is this trailer and I don't know that every trailer will have this significance. Yeah. But this trailer has every single, I mean, Sue, so for every single day, I have prayed circles around this trailer. Yeah. When I get to work even still, I don't yeah. get into this trailer until we pray. Until yeah. I pray. And it has so much significance in every single detail that I, I can't wait to meet the first student, like our first girl, yeah. to be able to bring her alongside her here and and tell her, like, this is what he's shown me. I want to know how much of this is what you're going through. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've experienced what you've gone through just because of yeah. all of these metaphors that I've been able to see. Well, you know? it's amazing, and it makes me think of scripture. You know, he makes beauty from ashes. Yeah. Right? And we don't have to throw our whole selves out. Like mm-hmm. we are not like rendered insignificant. Right. Right. Like we are always beloved and all of the cracks and all of the dings yes. and all of the things that they've been through, they're horrible. Um, but he still loves them and will restore them and redeem them. And it's, it's such a beautiful story. It's such a beautiful metaphor because this is stunning. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And those women are stunning and gorgeous. And they're going to get to the point where they believe that again. Right. Because of what God's going to do in their lives. So, um, okay, we could talk forever. I think we need to, yeah, tell me what. Because you were asking, Mm -hmm. I got back on the whole Adamo thing, but you were asking how people can use our services. Please, yeah. So there are the socials that we talked about, five or more girls up to 15. Yeah. 
Um, we can come and do their nails anywhere. We'll be here for single services. All of that will be on our social media. Soon we're building a calendar where you'll know, like, where on Sundays are. we'll yep. be on Rainy Street. Awesome. You can come oh, there I love Rainy for, Street. Yes, maybe yeah. you can come there for single services, and then we'll have a place off Anderson Lane. So when if I came to get my nails done, all that money would go toward just helping getting yes. this going. So obviously, up, like, up we keep. pay our manicures, yes. and then all of the proceeds from Adamo get split up the same as Via Lydia, redeemed the refuge key to free and Adamo nail lab. Okay. I'll get, um, so, those. so how, what does Adamo mean? Adamo means to fall in love with or find pleasure in. Okay. And so that means that we want people to fall in love with their experience and their services here, but we want them to find pleasure in giving back, finding passion and impact in their community. Okay. I love that. Yes. And so they can do that. Um, we also do fundraisers where we come and you can have as unlimited people. We give an, a, a presentation, maybe one of our partners that have the housing will come with us. Um, it just depends. They're always different, but they're, they always give the awareness of what's going on in our community. We have an incredible lack of resources here, which is just unexpected unacceptable because of how much is in Austin yes and how little these housing like we have eight beds in all of Texas I know it's terrible yeah and so um you know our goal at Adamo is to do everything we can to get a hundred beds available in Texas that's our first goal yeah and so you can also donate directly to the Adamo group on our website and um that money goes into helping us build our school which we're trying to raise right now $25,000 in order to get that program off and go, up and going. And that would some of that would go t- just straight into the girls' products and uniforms okay. and tuition. Yeah. So I'll put the links. Um, so for those of you that are listening and you want to get involved, I'll put all the links on um, greatbigyes.com so you can um, – you know, plan a social or um, contribute in um, all the different ways you can do that. So, um, awesome. Is there anything else you want to just say to people? Or I would love to pray. We can pray together before we um, finish. But um, I'm just so um, inspired. Oh, good. By what you're doing. Um, Yeah, I almost feel like I cried at the end. Um, This is so good. God's on the move. And saying yes isn't always easy, and it isn't always timely, and it's super scary. And But it's okay because we have a God that is sovereign. He's all-powerful, all-knowing. He's everywhere. And he places us with the resources we need right where we are. Yes. I just keep feeling that because a lot of our neighbors, I live in an HOA, which we were not supposed to have this trailer on our street for more than 24 hours. Of course, we broke that rule and got so many fines so many times, but... At, at the end, we would have five of eight of the men on our street in here with their talents. Like, we had a welder on our street, yeah. we had an electrician oh, on it's our awesome. street. You know, and so I think we need to look around and we need to be neighborly and we need to yes. see who we're with. Who are we doing life with? Because yes. God has placed all of these people in our lives for a purpose. Amen. So that we can do this together. We're not called to do it alone. No. Yeah. And there's no accidents, right? right. And sometimes we go, oh, well, if I just had that. And you go, mm-hmm. did you ask that guy? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Or like you had to ask for money and it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yes. But he leads us, right? Mm-hmm. He directs our steps if we trust him. So, exactly. yeah, let's just yes. pray. Um, yes. I'll start and then feel free to jump in. But, um, oh, gosh, Father God, thank you so much Absolutely. for Carissa. Thank you for the dream in her heart. Thank you for um, her family. Thank you for her husband, her children. Um, thank you for her faith. Thank you for all the ways that you have directed this. Thank you for Priscilla Schreier. Uh, yes, thank you Lord. for uh, Bob Goff. Mm-hmm. Thank you for David Crowder. Thank you for um, B. Lydia. Thank you yes. for The Refuge and Redeemed. And um, what are the other Key two? Key to Free. Key to Free. Thank mm-hmm. you for um, just the way that you're coming alongside of her. Thank you for her uncle yes. that came through. Thank you for Kickstarter. Thank you, um, thank you all for all the people that donated. Yes. Um, just that you got this, yes. right? And so, totally. like, just that we can trust this. Like, you want these women to be rescued. Yes. And you want to give them um, work for their lives that gives them dignity. Yes, Lord. Um, you want to um, help them to see themselves as yours, worthy, beloved, yes. chosen, called. Yes, um, Lord. Lord, so we just, we lift up the more than anything. Yes. Um, the women that are caught in um, slavery, Lord, um, that's what it is. We mm-hmm. lift up. 
gosh, Lord, this is hard, but I want to lift up the pimps and the johns to you, Lord. Um, We need a total restoration of heart in America and all over the world. But right now, Lord, specifically in Austin, we need um, a change of heart. We need you to come in and transform. We know you're here. We see you. Gosh, this story um, of Chris's is just evidence of um, your power and your love for us and um, the way that you are making things happen. Lord, we just stand in awe of you. And and here's the Mm. thing. It's the best to be able to say, I get to do this with you. Yes. So you're doing what you're going to do. And it doesn't have to do with Carissa or me. Like you'll do it without us. Right. Um, But Lord, we want to join in. Like we say yes to the invitation. Yes. Um, We want to be a part of this. We want to be a part of restoration, healing, um, life, Lord. We want to bring light into darkness. Love. Yes. We want to bring light into darkness. Lord, this is such a dark subject and we know that it's uncomfortable for people to hear and it's shocking, but Lord, we ask you to give us your eyes and your ears to see and hear what we can do, um, to, to feel because Lord, it's not because we're better or we're more talented or, We have more resources. It's just that we're leaning more into you and you are leading us to make a difference. And so, Lord, we just lift it to you. We ask you to bless Adamo nail bar and the whole thing, everything that it's touching, every person that's coming in, every heart that you're already preparing for this, every woman that you're rescuing, Lord. We just lift it all up to you and we thank you Yes, um, and we praise you. Is there anything you want to add? No, you have like hit All everything right. that came to my heart. Yeah, thank you. so thank Lord, you, thank Lord. you. And thank you for these kind of connections, Lord. We just ask yes. a blessing over women everywhere that they will know whose they are, yours. Yes. Um, and that they will know that this isn't a competition, Lord, but that we're in it together and right. that we can support and love and lift up each other. And yes. so we can say yes with confidence. Absolutely. Um, they and will rise courageous. Lord. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. yes. Give us courage, Lord. We love you. We praise you. And it's in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. Love it. Love it.